The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. This is Jimmy Jack here with the Fen for round, after six rounds of the NRL. I can't find Horsey. He's gone missing. Welcome. Brought to you today by George's Fine Meats. Horsey, happy Easter, Horsey. Yeah, I am, there? I, yeah I am here, Jimmy. Yeah, it's uh, obviously you're um, you're crying a bit because the Tigers have knocked off my eels. Um, and so deservedly so you're up too. And about. Yeah, and beaten them in nine games. We, we smashed them your intro, by, your, by a point. Your intro was brilliant, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. One of your best. It's a real future there for you. <laughs> Glad you told me when I had five seconds to prepare for it. <laughs> it makes it easy. Uh, uh, well, I am. The bus. Yeah, I'm not at my best today because, um, yeah, the Tigers getting over the Eels 21 to 20. Um, Jimmy, we'll get to that game in a moment, but let's let's start with the real blockbuster, the Raiders Cowboys. Um, let's just, <laughs> let's talk let's talk about that game instead, huh? What do you reckon? Yeah, the right now we won't spend much time on that game. That's for sure. <laughs> no, nah, just joking. Let's get into uh, let's get into the big game at Combank Stadium. Twenty eight thousand three hundred and thirty six. There, Tigers went into the match, lost all five games. Were given no hope against the Eels, who were sitting pretty in the top four. A real chance to push up into second place. There was all sorts of talk that it was going to be a whitewash. Parramatta celebrating 75 years as a magnificent footy club. But the Tigers, they just didn't read the script, especially Jackson Hastings. No, they didn't, mate. And and yeah, the, the coach is under a lot of pressure too. You know, his, his job's on the line. So internally, a lot of pressure within the club. And he did make some changes during the week. He also left Ken Mamalo out, then put him back in the side and, and left Peachy out, left Peachy out for good. But so there was lots of pressure. The, the the gamble on Hastings played off for the Tigers. He, he was superb. We I always knew. We always tell that he'd matured since coming back from England, from being over there for a few years. And uh, you know, he, he he threw the pass to Brooks. He set up a couple of tries. He set up a try himself with a kick. He was all. He was great for the Tigers. Gave them plenty of direction. But it wasn't just wasn't just Jackson Hastings. It was the whole team. The whole Tigers pulled together against a lot of adversity. You know, a lot of adversity. They could have easily crumbled the first. 10, 15 minutes, but they hung in there, got on top of Parramatta, and um, really th- th- their determination to win was um, was excellent. Yeah, right from the first five minutes, you could tell the Tigers were up for it. Yeah. Uh, conversely, Parramatta probably a little bit lackadaisical, and, uh, you know, maybe there was some complacency there. How couldn't there be any complacency there? Because everyone was talking about how they're going to win this one in the canter, and uh, maybe that rubbed off. They, they they pushed too many passes. It was like the Parramatta of old, actually. They they didn't build any pressure. There was no composure. Even Mitchell mm. Moses, who's really matured as a playmaker, he was forcing passes, and there was kicks going dead. It was it was like the Parramatta of old, and the Tigers took their chances. Yeah. And uh, David Norfoluma finally given a bit of space. He showed what he can do. Uh, as you said, Jackson Hastings just organised the team. I underestimated him. I didn't think he was that good a playmaker, but he was outstanding and, and it freed up Brooks to do what he does best, which is run the footy and mm. and, and throw a few nice passes, which he, which he did. Yeah, and it took the pressure off Brooks. Brooks has been, the pressure's been mounting on Brooks for weeks, you know, as the losses amount, the pressure mounts on Brooks as well. So it freed him up at six. Hastings came in at seven. It just gave them new direction. His vision, he, he guided them around the park. He was uh, fantastic. Like his, like his dad, Horry, Horry Hastings, wasn't the quickest 5'8 or halfback in the game, but he's very clever and, and could push the roosters around the park. And, and, and Jackson's not the quickest either, but he certainly he pushed them in the right direction and 
gave them what they needed. And, you know, the field goal at the end was just, um, wow. Well, that's, pay, uh, that's, pay, what, that's what dreams are made of. Paint the picture, right? So there's well, six seconds left. I mean, you, you weren't at the ground. You were, you were obviously watching, watching on telly. What, yeah. what were you doing? Well, he, he kicked the goal from the sideline. How about the kick from the sideline mm-hmm. to put us 10 points ahead? Yeah. That was a fantastic kick because Brooks took himself off because he'd missed the previous couple. So for your first kick <laughs> from the sideline put us straight over the black dot. It's just you've been right behind that when he kicked it actually, and it went straight through, and that gives yeah. a ten point buffer. But then Parramatta fought back as we knew they would. They had their chances um, to kick a field goal. Uh, what were you, know, you doing when he kicked the field goal? Tell me. I was I was jumping around the lounge room like a lunatic because <laughs> he kicked it, and I thought it had gone off to the right hand side. I thought it missed. I said, said no, nah, he's missing on the right hand side. He hit it sweet, but no, nah, he's missed it. And then they go, he's got Donald. Donald, my wife goes, he's kicked it. He what? He's kicked it. No, he hasn't. <laughs> he had kicked it. And um, the players run away and the celebration, and it was just like, it's like we won the grand final. So you were like Michael Maguire because he went nuts in the coach's oh, box. Absolutely, you yeah. go nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I'm an eel, as you know, but how can you begrudge the Tigers? The, the scenes you saw at the end of that game where they, they've all piled on Hastings with the big stacks on, just such excitement. Um, they, yeah. they're just, just so into the moment. And then you had Michael Maguire up in the box. He's been under so much pressure. He was enjoying himself, backslapping. Yeah. And there was a lot of Tigers fans there yesterday, 28,000 overall. I reckon at least 10,000 Tigers fans. They made a lot of noise. The atmosphere throughout the game was electric. And at that moment where Hastings put that field goal over, there was a, it wasn't like you could hear a pin drop. No, there was a lot of Tigers fans there, and they just went nuts. It was, <laughs> it was an astonishing atmosphere. I didn't do much. I just sat in my seat. Mm. Brett, Brett Kenny was to my left. He, he didn't mm. do much either. But mm. everyone appreciated what they just watched. And I'll tell you what, Jimmy, just before you jump in um, – there were so many young kids there yesterday. I really yeah. noticed that Easter Monday, yeah. and they'll be they'll be coming back and yeah. they'll be coming back again because that was an incredible spectacle. Yeah, and that's what footy's all about. You know, the underdog can can create an upset, which the Tigers did yesterday. It was you know it was it was backs to the wall. It was really they had to dig deep. They really had to find something extra. And when you've got doubts about yourself. You know, with their form over the last five weeks, Rupert. <laughs> Thank you. Um, they um, that was the great thing. They pulled together as a team, and they'll get they'll get so much out of that win uh, as as a club from the top of the club right to the bottom of the club. That now they've done it against one of the top sides. Paramount is a top four side, so hopefully it'll kickstart their season for some for some more wins for the year because no one likes to see the Tigers down the bottom, and it, it's really there's so many Tigers fans out there. It was just a, a great occasion. Just, just for sport, it was a great occasion. Yeah, Parramatta had won seven in a row against the Tigers. It's, it's great for the game as a whole as well to have the last place team knocking off a top four team. That just didn't happen last year. No. If you had the last place team, even the second, third, fourth last team play top four team last year, it was a 40-point margin guaranteed. Mm. So it's, it's, a good, it's good signs for the game that that can happen. What about the scrum win against the feed? Yeah, back to the was, 80s. How good, it was like yeah. Roycey Simmons up against BE. It's my card. <laughs> yeah, it was back to the 80s. Huh? doesn't happen very often. Stevie Edge out there. And, yeah, and, and they, they pushed they push, push scrum for the Tigers. That was great to see. You know, and uh, it, it was a really – they they threw it around. Both wingers scored points for the Tigers, you know, uh, right across the – their forwards were, their forwards yeah. laid the platform. I guess they're a very tough pack, Parramatta. So you can't talk like Twal and, and, and Timon. Tamo. Tamo, they were great. They were brilliant up front. They, they were. Punched, they punched holes in Parramatta all afternoon. Just on that scrum, I want to give the referee, Chris Butler, a rap. A lot of refs would shit themselves when the, the ball comes out mm. the way it's not supposed to come out. They say, oh, we better pack that again. Yeah. You know, oh, it, didn't, it came out the same tunnel. 
No, he said, no, play on. Because mm. there was nothing wrong with it. The Tigers, the ball went in from power, the Tigers pushed, and what do you know, the ball's at the lock's feet. There's mm. nothing wrong with it. Mm. Play on, and well done to the referee for letting it fly. And you know what? I love those unpredictable bits of play. Yeah, because so many times you put the ball in, you know it's going to be one. Yeah. They don't even compete for the ball. It was something the, different. The ball. They don't even, and the Tigers knew, must have known they were going to do it because they pushed. Yeah. And they, put, and, and they pushed them off the ball. So Paramount just expected to win the ball. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a moment in the game as uh, Ruby goes. We are getting a 50-metre gum tree cut down across the road. And um, he's a bit excited. He's got some new friends in the street today. <laughs> the, tree, well, the tree loppers. Well, he'll be meeting them pretty soon if he doesn't shut up. <laughs> hey, right from the start of the game with the Tigers, I wanted to check some IDs because how are they the same team that played Cronulla the week before and Newcastle before that mm. and the Gold Coast? They were awful in those games. Mm. Now the key for them is can they keep it going? Can, can they keep producing mm. that same form? Mm. Yeah, well, that is the key. And, you know... So under adversity, they either pull together or they disintegrate, and we uh, we pulled together yesterday. Uh, look, I also like the confrontation between the two fullbacks when the bomb went up oh. between Gutherson and um, and Laurie. <laughs> Wasn't that, that that was great? That was great to see. He chased the ball for forty meters, did Laurie, and drove him back in the goal. And oh, Gutho, there's a bit of bit of a. Uh, Confrontation between the two. He got back earlier, later on in the game. Yeah, look, I, I loved it actually. I loved. And I watched Laurie on that chase of the kick because he was flying through, and he just timed that. You, you couldn't time it any better. That's the definition of, of mm. timing a kick chase. He got to Gutherson just as he caught it, hit him in the one motion, and drove him back into the end goal. He must have had a few words because, as you said, a little bit later on when Laurie was involved in a, a bit of a sideline bungle, Gutherson was in his face and, and mm. carrying on. And I, and I love that. Yeah. I, I love the by play. It was nothing. Nothing bad. It was. It was just. It was good. Uh, good passion. Yeah, yeah. It was good. And, and I think Dylan Brown played probably one of his best games for Parramatta. Uh, I thought he made a break. A break got them back in the game. Um, you know, I, th- I thought Mo- early on Moses' kicking game was very good, um, but then towards the end, I think, I think maybe just the moment and as the pressure built, yeah, Parramatta will learn so much from that game too, because that was it was like an Origin atmosphere yesterday. So. Parramatta will learn to to absorb that and be a better team next year when they're put in that situation. So, as a Parramatta fan, you can only get good out of what happened yesterday. Oh, yeah, I'm not despairing. Parramatta's still in the top four. They'll take some lessons, I think, in terms of mental preparation as much as anything. The fact that they they would have been complacent, I've got no doubt about it. And the Tigers Tigers played great, and they just didn't anticipate that. The Tigers were a team under pressure. They rallied. They had enough of being abused. Mm. They wanted to play for their coach, and they came out and, and played a great game. And just near the end there, I think Parramatta do have an issue with uh, setting up for the field goal. Yeah. They got away with it against Melbourne a few weeks ago. There was a bungle in that game. And uh, in the end, uh, Ray Stone scored the try. Uh, they spoke about that after the game. We need to get that right. Brad Arthur said that. But they got it wrong again in this game because a couple of times there, Reed Marty just couldn't get clean ball to Mitchell Moses. In the end, he did get a pass win, but he was under huge pressure sprayed it off to the left. So they need to they need to nail that moment because the Tigers, when they got their chance through Jackson Hastings, they nailed it. Yeah, that's right. You know, one sometimes they get one chance. So to bungle it a couple of weeks ago against against the storm and then do the same thing again, yeah, you know, two, two weeks later, they need to sort that out because that's that's the difference between winning and losing. As you could tell, you know, they would have went ahead twenty one yeah uh, twenty one twenty it could have been Paramount that win the game, but you know, Hastings took his one chance and kicked it over. So um, yeah, it was just a, a great finish to the game. Um, from the Tigers. Yeah, the one thing I noticed as a Parramatta fan uh, heading into that last 10 minutes is they just missed 
Junior Paulo and also Regan Campbell-Gillard, who'd gone off injured, I think, with a foot injury. Uh, Not having those two out there, they just really lacked that uh, momentum Mm. that that they're known for, Parramatta. And Mm. um, So hopefully, well, Junior will be back against the Knights. Hopefully, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard's not too badly injured. They also missed Wanga Blake. I thought uh, Will Penasini, good running game, but he was caught out a few times. Yeah. I think it probably goes back further, Adam. I I think the whole week had been about Parramatta, about the 75 years, about what they've done. And I really think that that a few of the players may have tumbled into that. Yep. About, about you know, the celebrations. And, 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 and obviously they picked it that weekend because Parramatta knew they were playing the Tigers. No, it wasn't. We were playing South it wasn't that. We were playing the Storm. No, They no. picked that weekend no. because they thought it was going to be a soft game. No, rubbish. R- rubbish. 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 I, I think that was that weekend because... During the week was the exact 75th anniversary of their first game against on that, Newtown. On that day, was Against it? Newtown back in 1947. Yeah. On that day. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yesterday uh, on the Sunday, but it was earlier yeah, in the week. Yeah, well, I'd have to see the record books yeah, right, about that. I think okay. they picked that week because sure. they thought it was going to be a soft game and it backfired on the Tigers, ambushed them. But maybe maybe with Junior Paulo, they should have fought that one. But maybe they thought, you know what, we're only playing the Tigers. Yeah. Junior can have a week off. We'll see yeah. you next week against Newcastle. Yeah, of course they did. Um, so, so I think they really they, they they tumbled into their own their own their own uh, trap there with the way they played, um, thinking it was going to be an easy game. But yeah, I mean that's that's not just Parramatta. All sports, if when, yeah. when the when the favourite is up against the underdog, there can always be complacency, and I think that's a lesson learned for Parramatta. The Fend Cup goes to Jimmy Jack for the first time. So yes, you've got we, your coffee. We've got the Fend yeah. Cup. Yeah. What's it? Look? I'm still waiting for it. Where is it? You said it doesn't exist, but I've won the Fen Cup. So look, it's look, it's a lovely, it's lovely to drink out of the Fen Cup. It's it's nice hot coffee and a little bit of humility in there as well as a bit of humble pie. Won't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wear that. I mean, you've had, you've had to put up with it a long time. And we sat here last week, and we said, oh, I said, I really hope the Tigers turn things around. I was hoping it wouldn't be this week, um, but no one likes to see a team struggle and. And that was really good uh, to see Michael Maguire with a smile on his face. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he had it right. I mean, I had it wrong, maybe. He wasn't, he wasn't bagging the team publicly. I said he needs to rip into them. Yeah. Well, how uh, come when I was texting you saying, what's the matter, Parramatta, you weren't responding to me? I was, you know, I was talking to the bigger <laughs> legends in the game, like uh, Ray Price. And, Ray Price. Actually, Brett Kenny yeah. warned uh, up on stage before the game. He sort of said, they need to be careful here because they don't want to become the first team to lose. You know, to the Tigers for the year. If they, mm. if they think they're just going to go out there and win it, they, yeah, could, be, yeah. they could be in strife. You should listen to Brett. You should be one of the coaches. <sighs> well, as I mentioned, it was the 75th anniversary uh, of the mighty Blue and Golds. And in, in the lead-up to the game, Jimmy, I caught up with a couple of your old mates. Take Did a you? listen. Joining me now is the great Eel Centre from the 80s, Steve Zip Zip Ella. Zipper, thanks for joining us on The Fend. If I had to push you for your favourite moment from your career at Parramatta, what would it be? Oh, look, I've got lots of favourite moments. Adam, I, I, I can't put a pin one, but I mean, the grand finals certainly stick out. You see so many legends here at this function. We're at a luncheon for the 75th anniversary. Uh, Who do you enjoy playing with the most? Well, I think with all the guys I played with, we, we all, we're all good mates, so we, it's hard to pick one. Um, I grew up with Eric Grove, so Eric, me and Eric played uh, juniors right through the rips, um, right in the, in the grade when I played for Australia together. So, yeah, playing with Eric's always, always been, uh, been always good fun, but it's hard to pick one. It's been great for all of them. Four premierships, what was the secret to your success at Para? I think it was, well, it was two things. One, we're all good mates. And I think the, the major success we had was the fact that our forwards never got the recognition they, they deserved. 
and uh, we, we we appreciated the work they'd done for us as backs. Um, so I think that that was, a, I suppose, me, a, um, an area where people underrated us, but our fours were terrific, and they laid uh, uh, foundations for us backs. Yeah, they weren't mugs, were they? They had some good names there. You had, uh, well, Pricey for starters. This bloke next to you, John Muggleton. Well, Pricey, Muggo. Well, Muggo was terrific in, a, in, a, in attack and defence. He could replay. Um, so he was, he was probably a, a leader in the in the in the competition around that area, and a lot of people didn't realise that. Um, we had good front rowers, Stan Drew. We had um, Terry Lee beater. So we had some really good players who had laid a foundation for us back. Who was an opponent you didn't like playing against? Um, I didn't like playing against um, probably those little fast quick players, people like Kerry Basby. Yeah. They're really hard to get hold of, and so players like that were always difficult. But I mean, the bigger players like. Chris Post and uh, Noel Cleal and even that people fit him I, I actually enjoy playing against them because you know they're going to run at you so you just have to prepare yourself but people like Kerry Bosted and Steve Waterman those are players who, who you, you know can get around you and once they get around you you won't catch them and who was the team you enjoyed playing against um please say Balmain <laughs> I actually did like playing against Balmain because they, they had a tough forward pack and they, they really belled at us but they were all good games and even though even playing against Manly and the Bulldogs, we had tough games and they used to belt us. But the bottom line for us was after the games, we were all good mates. But when, the, when we run on the field, it was just a different scenario. But um, yeah, off the field, they were all good mates. But probably the Bulldogs, um, I played against Manly, I like playing against them, Tigers, I like playing against So when you say you're all good mates, does that extend to Gary Jack? Oh, Jimmy, eh? <laughs> I remember playing against Jimmy in. Um, um, it was at Belmore Stadium and I got a ball off four mares and I made a break and, um, and I was running towards Jimmy's coming across to tackle me. So I've just done a bit of a shimmy and sort of come in and then come out and Jimmy's missed the tackle and I scored in the corner. And as I'm walking back, I, I looked at him and said, sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I don't think he was worried about the missed tackle. I was more worried about the fact that I apologised to him. <laughs> you weren't really sorry, though, were you? Oh, no, but it's always nice. It's good place to Jimmy, so, um, yeah, it's always a nice and nice place that you like, you like playing with and against. Well, Zipper, a great career, and uh, thanks for all the memories of Parramatta, and thanks for joining us on the fin. No worries, Adam. Take care. Here I am with uh, Eels legend uh, Brett Kenny. Brett, your thoughts on Gary Jack as a player? Oh, look, you know, I, I think he copped a lot of raps at times, which he probably didn't deserve. But um, I think it was a lot of the guys that played with him made him look good. Um, you know, he—I know he represented Australia, but realistically, I think he got in there because the other guys—he was the last choice. So uh, that was it. You know, he went away on a kangaroo tour, but. Again, you know, I was just lucky enough to play in those test matches. I think it was a lot of the guys around him that made him look good, helped him out a lot. It's funny you say that because I hear that from a lot of people. What about his um, ways of the wallet? Is he a bit tight with the cash? I've never known a man as tight as Gary Jack. I've never known someone that would wait for a mate to work on the toll gates so he can get through through the toll without paying 20 cents. I mean, it's just one of those things. He is one of the tightest men I've ever known. I thought I was pretty bad, but this bloke, he, he outdoes me 100%. Would you have taken him on at Parramatta? No. <laughs> I think we had too good a side to have Gary Jack in our team. Brett Kenny, thanks for your time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by the way, Jimmy, uh, he really does love you, Bert. It might not come across in that little interview, but he's a, no, he's a big fan of yours. He told me, he told me off, Mike. Oh, OK, that's yeah. good. I'm a big yeah. fan of his too. Yeah. Uh, and just finally on that game, uh, Tigers win. That leaves the Bulldogs 
last. Mm. And mm. they've got some massive, massive problems. Uh, went down 36 to 16 to uh, South in the Good Friday Clash, 30,000 people there. Um, that's actually their highest score for the season, which is sadder than itself, isn't it? Yeah, the Bulldogs. Uh, Josh Adokar, he got his first try. Well done to, to Josh. He's been playing six rounds for it. But that game that game turned on Jeremy Marshall King being Simbin. I've got, I've got absolutely no sympathy for him or the Bulldogs. They were trying to slow down south. Marshall King did the oldest trick in the book, which is ram your hand and your arm up near the ball and yes. say, oh, sir, I, I can't, I can't, can't get out. Come on, mate. Mm-hmm. Come on. Refs are awake to that. Yeah. He had to have 10 in the bin and the Bulldogs couldn't handle it. They, they Suddenly they're up 6-0, they're up they're down 18-6. They, they capitulated after that. In that 10-minute period where he was sin bin, they scored three tries. A double to Cookie and once to Alex Johnson. He, he stuck his hand up to, as an underhook to try and grab the ball. I can't get out, sir. You're 100% right there. Uh, he deserved to be sin bin. He should have been set for 20 minutes in the bin. Another 10 for being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that it was 18, 18 six and a half time. The the bunnies were back in the game, and um, you know, and Cookie got a hat trick for the game. Good on. Uh, he's playing well. Anyway, there, Damien Cook. Forget not too many hookers get hat tricks. Well, Damien Cook, uh, he he's on fire. He was quiet last year, probably the year before, but without Adam Reynolds, he, he's stepping up and uh, he's taking pressure off Lachlan Ilias, the young halfback, and he, he's he's absolutely locked in the number nine for New South Wales. If there was any doubt, yeah. as good as. Um, Others are playing, like yeah. Coruscant. Um, he, he's he's a lock. And, and Addo Carr got his first try. Yeah, well done. Well, well done, done Addo Carr. Jimmy's code word of the week time: ten percent off your next order at George's Fine Meats, Cherrybrook. Get down there and see Wayne and the boys. Look, Grab some uh, top quality mints. Top quality, and, yeah, yeah, great yeah. pies. Get the pies. Yeah. I, I recommend them. The code word for this week: it can be no other code word than Hastings. Yeah, that's a that's a lock. Yeah, Jack what, o, what a game. Jacko Hastings, Horry Hastings. So well done, Jackson Hastings, on a, on a, a ten out of ten performance for the Tigers. Don't forget, he was coming off three weeks of suspension. Yes, he was, and mm. he just picked up where he left off. Brilliant performance. Uh, now, talking of legends that I have been, the Parramatta legends we heard from earlier. What about Cameron Munster? His game against the Sharks for the Storm that was um, that was a legend type game. Mm. That, that was as good as a Wally Lewis game. That he was just breathtaking. Yeah, he he was all over the. Yeah, I think he beat four blokes there in one occasion when yeah. he was with the ball. You know, he, he set up a couple of tries. He was everywhere. He, he He's not drinking now. He's looking after himself. Good. Stay off the drink because he plays his best footy when he's just, just yeah, when he's nice and clean and, and playing playing week to week. And you can see when he's playing well that the Storm's playing well. They need him to play well. Uh, he's not obviously still a free agent for this year. So all this contract negotiation uh, hasn't affected him and he's probably playing his best footy of his career. Yeah, kids, there's a lesson for you. Um, if you want to be a top-level athlete at your best, at your peak of your powers, yeah. you, you can't be on the booze because you compare Cameron Munster this year to Cameron Munster last year. Last year, he didn't do much at all. No. It hardly struck a blow. This year, he, he's back to his very best form, Yeah, and he's off the drink. And if yeah. you hear this noise in the background, it's a it's a gum tree being <laughs> chewed up in your street. If it's not the dog barking, seriously, you've got yeah. gum trees being torn down. Big gum trees. It's a very leafy area right there. And you live in the same area. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I, yeah. I'll be cutting around your place. Don't you have any pull here? Couldn't you have gone out and spoken to them and said, right. boys, can you just back off? Well, they hour? started at seven, so it's, yeah. it's been going for three hours. Oh, um, and I'll say a big loss for the Sharks was Fanukin. The HIA, mm. they lost him in the first, you know, first ten minutes uh, for the Sharks. And that was a big loss for them. Hard to recover. But look, I thought Hines was fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, Kafusi, he got hit hard by Kafusi. Um Alakai was fantastic. Talakai was 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 great. He's he also scored a try. Right, yeah, He's yeah. going great. Yep. So I thought 
I thought the Sharks were, were un, unlucky. They, they were, even though it was 32-18, convincing at the end, I thought that um, they were, and some great vision there by Hines when he did the cross kick and they go down the sideline. He, he, he cut the, the, um, the Storm's defence apart. He analysed it and knew what to do because the Storm do condense up. And a couple of times there, they got numbers on the outside and they were away for some for some great runs. Um, so I thought it was a really great game overall. It, it was a great game. Mm. We, we did have some great games. We had a couple of um, ordinary ones to start the round, but she's finished strong. And that was a cracking game. So was the Tigers-Eels game. And just on Felice Cafusi, Nico Hines, I'm so glad Cafusi didn't get suspended for his hit on... Nico yeah. Hines mm. as he passed the ball mm. he got cleaned up by Kafusi. he got put on report thankfully nothing came of it because come on yeah. yes we want to protect our playmakers but you can't give them a green light mm. what's Kafusi meant to do there just if, if, if he backs out of it and says oh you know I could go a bit close here and backs out of it Hines dummies and runs through the gap yeah. Yeah. then Kafusi's in trouble yeah I agree if, he, as long as it's as long as it's on the moment he throws the pass it's yeah. fine yeah. yeah no I thought that that was a hard call on report was enough that's all he needed um, I thought he, he led the way. You know, Cronulla were 27 from 27 after 64 minutes. So their completion rate, you can't get any better than that. Uh, Harry Grant was great towards the back end of the game. He found plenty of breaks there and scored a, scored a great try, mm. uh, which put the match beyond doubt. But it was, a, it was a cracking game. It really was a cracking game, which was great to see on, on the long weekend. When you talk about deceptive scorelines, this is the one. 34 to 18, Melbourne over Cronulla. It sounds like it's a thrashing. Yeah. But it was anything but. It was a really, really... Uh, to and fro sort of contest and the Sharks gave as good as they got they'll, they'll learn some lessons out of that though if they want to be a top four team yeah yeah they will and no doubt they'll come back better just on Munster there, there was a couple did you notice there a couple of times he did a, he does a funny kick off yeah, where he yeah. he kicks it and it's, it lands in, in mid space or it yeah. lands on the ground and it, mm. it kicks towards the sideline which gave the um, the Storm possession there a, a couple of times he, he did those funny kickoffs. But that's that's what teams should be doing, Jimmy. They should be looking at those things. Reynolds did the same thing for the Broncos against the Panthers. They had a good start, Brisbane, and and there was a line dropout from Reynolds, which he just drilled at the sideline, and mm. and, and it's it's the Broncos' ball. It's, mm. it's clever, and, and the Tigers pushing in the scrum. Teams should be thinking yeah. of these Opportunity things. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Manly four in a row uh, over the Gold Coast, 26 to 18. They're on their way up. They're learning how to win, win without Tommy. Things are looking good there, but until they beat one of the big guns, there's still going to be a question mark over Manly. But it was great to see, gee, I think 17,000 there at Brookvale. I'll be honest, I haven't seen Brookvale looking that full for a long, long mm, time. Mm, I mean, it looked yeah, a picture. It was a great, it was a great, a great weekend for footy. Yep, Manly. It was full crowd there. DCE's kitten game was uh, fantastic. Uh, Uku Koala two. <laughs> He scored a try there uh, for Manly. Olakawatu. Olakawatu scored a yeah. try there. Whether he dropped the ball, I'm not quite sure. The bunker didn't actually make a decision on that. They let it go. It looked a bit suspect to me. But, yeah, the oldest uh, halves combination in the game, Kieran Foran and DCE, they were just they were just too smart for the Titans. Yeah, the, the Titans tried hard, but Manly, they just they had their completion rate. They were up around 90% there at one stage. Uh, they were just too smart from. I think at half time it was 24 points to four. The game was all over. Kieran Foran scored the fourth try for them. But um, it, it was a great, very professional effort by uh, by Manly yeah. against an improving Titans team. Yeah, but they've got Titans have got to work out mentally. It's an 80 minute game. They play in, in fits and bursts, and they did it again in this one. They came roaring back in the second half. This is their biggest loss for the season. They've had four losses, and they only went down by eight points. So it must be incredibly frustrating for Justin Holbrook. 
that uh, they're not higher up the ladder than they are. But it's because they just clock off at certain times. Yeah. But when they get a sniff, they're very dangerous. Mm. Very mm. dangerous. And David Fafita, yeah. no, no more so than David Fafita. That's right. They did clock off. I think it was Canberra that clocked off. They were down to, what, 22-0 and, and came back and won the game yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So they, they have a bad habit of doing that. Uh, well, they blew that one. They, they blew that one, yeah. 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 And Justin Holbrook. They came back against Parrot twice. It's, um, yeah, they're a, they're a funny team, the Gold Coast. They are, yeah. Uh, Many people didn't find this one funny. Uh, two players slapping each other in the face, mm. sent to the sim bin. Uh, I think Andrew Johns, League of Mortals, said, what is the game coming to? I'm out of here. Uh, it was Palacea from the Broncos and Dylan Edwards from Penrith. It, it looked funny, if anything, two, mm. two grown men slapping each other. Mm. Well, to, yeah. to see them get sent to the sim bin, yeah. what, what did you think? Oh, look, because well, they, they can't punch. If they punch, it's automatic sim bin. So all you can do is slap. Well, you may as well punch now. If you're going to get sent... You might get, punch, if, exactly. If you're so, get, you might as well throw a punch. Uh, it's the same outcome. You know, I thought they both should have been put on report. They shouldn't have been sin bin. I mean, seriously, a slap for slap. Okay, fellas, you're both on report. Don't do it again. You know, I, I don't think they need to be sin bin for a slap. Yeah, all right, I'm going to defend the, the refs here because we had a, it was a slap-a-thon 12, mm. 18 months ago when everyone realised, okay, we can't punch anymore, what can we do? You'll remember blokes get tackled and then the, the player at marker would just give a little slap in the face to get a reaction and to get to get the, the attacking team to give away a penalty in possession. So that, that's when it was outlawed. You can't slap now. You, you, you can't punch and you also can't slap. If you let them start slapping, then you're going to get back to that scenario of, of the niggling slap in the So it was pile. outlawed, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll stick with the refs on this one. Uh, but maybe maybe instead of 10 minutes, let's make it, as you said, a five-minute sin bin rather than 10 minutes because it did seem a bit extreme. Yeah, for a little slap in the face. Yeah. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't have knocked uh, the, the but, top off a rice pudding. Uh, uh, Is that the expression? Yeah, yeah, not knock the skin off a rice custard. Yeah, that's it. But I don't think it would have happened if you could throw a punch. I don't think the fullback would have been hitting the front rower back if it had been if it had been punch for punch. I think because he, he knows now that the, that front rower can't hit him, yeah. that's why he slapped him back. Yeah, but we can't advocate the return of punching. No, no, it'll never come back. No, I, I agree. I what agree. about this one? This is another bizarre one. Zach Lomax celebrating a Dragons try. Instead of shaking hands like you used to do when Junior scored a try, you'd go over and say, good job, Wayne. Zach actually jumps on the back of a rival player, Tyson Frizzell, a former teammate. Mm. Tyson didn't like it one bit. Mm. He body slammed him. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, David Clemmer from the Knights come over to Zach Lomax and said, mate, you're lucky I didn't knock your head off. If you try that with one of my players again, I'm going to go after you. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of it? Was, yeah. was, was that fair play from no, 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 a bit of good fun? Being a dickhead, seriously. He, like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't jump on someone's back. He wasn't involved in the play. And just, you know, he's goading him along. And, and, and for himself, he, of course he's going to put, his, put him to the ground and get, him, get rid of him because he's a pest. You know, Limex did, did a lot of stuff to upset the opposition. And... Um, he was lucky that didn't backfire. That lucky they won the game. Um, there's no need for it. just stay out of it. Yeah, I'll give you a tip, young fella, stay out of it. Don't go t- picking on second rowers because Tyson Frizzell he threw you around like you're a handbag. <laughs> so, so you know you can't go taking him on, even though he's next teammate. If someone scores from your own side, just just shake his hand and, and walk away because that's how melee start. And all of a sudden you could be simbid. But what Zach Lomax needs to Realizes is we go back a week. He, he threw a shocking pass in the Dragons' loss to the Rabbitohs. A shocking pass. It cost mm-hmm. them a try. If one of the Rabbitohs had jumped on his back, is it, hey, bad luck, buddy? How would he have liked that? Probably not much. He'd have snapped. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Dragons, a much needed win over the Knights, 21 to 16. That snaps a four game losing streak. The Knights, their bright start of the season, that seems a lifetime ago. That's four straight losses now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've hit the wall. 
Speaking of dragons, can't wait for Anzac Day. I do love this game. Dragons versus the Roosters at the SCG. There should be 40-odd thousand there. Do you give the... Give the Dragons a chance. The Roosters, of course, had a, I guess, a scrappy um, win over the Warriors, 22-14. to 14. Yeah, yeah. I do give them a chance. I think they're having a bet. My money would be on the Roosters for that game. But, yeah, so the Dragons, they had a good win, um, you know. And there, there was a decision there late in the game. Mm. I don't know if you saw it when the short kickoff came and the, the St. George player was off. The, they tapped it forward to a St. George yeah. player and then he tapped it back. He was in front of the, the, the guy who received the ball. Yeah. And he was off, definitely offside. But the referee let it go. I mean, that was a crude. The bunker wants to be involved in everything, but they let this one go. It was inside the last minute and a half of the game from a short kickoff, and that should have been called back. And a penalty should have been given to the Gold Coast rather than, you know, uh, St George had possession and they scored that set of six. So I think that's a crucial decision where the bunker is either in or he's out. You can't be each way because that was a crucial decision that went against the, the Titans there because they should have had a penalty for offside. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, I do. And I, I, I've been trying... I've, I made a pact to myself. I wasn't going to talk about the bunker today. Oh, OK. They, they frustrated me no end over the weekend. But you're right, they, they miss something like that, yet they pick up the most microscopic of deflections mm. from Brent Naden as he scores a try mm. against the Rabbitohs. Correct. Where they're, where they're down by 20 points. He's jostling for the ball with the Rabbitohs. Yeah. It's it's the snot, it's the slightest of deflections. Yeah, it is. And, and no one else saw it in real speed. It's it's a try. Play on. But the bunker. Oh no no. Let's 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 mm. micro investigate this mm. and look at that. What do you know? And they take the try off the Bulldogs. And I just thought it's just the, the flow of the game at the moment is really suffering. Thankfully, the Eels Tigers game was was a beauty, and so was. Uh, the shark storm because before that I was thinking what are they doing to our game with all these interruptions with captain's challenges and bunker interventions it was we were getting away the game which game was that the Good Friday game Bulldogs Rabbitohs that went over two hours Mm. in game time from four o'clock in the afternoon to past six Mm -hmm. in your day you'd Mm. you'd wrap that up in almost an hour and a half Mm -hmm. it's just so many interruptions Mm. well yes Um, yeah that and the bunker also is involved like sometimes they're uh, if, if a player kicks ahead and the ball's definitely going dead and someone walks in front of the bloke or he, he takes out the bloke who's kicked the ball, even though he's not going to score the try, the bunker will still get involved and say, hang on, that's a penalty. But they're never going to get the ball back. The ball went dead. Yeah. Yet they will still interfere when it's clearly it had no effect on play. So I think they've just got to pick their times better, much better, because it does affect the game. And those, If you're going to do it for one... You should just stay out of it unless it's, it needs to be made. Yeah. I know this is a dirty couple of words here, mm. but um, mm. Bill Harrigan used to let the game flow. He, he would sort of... <laughs> he, I'm sorry to bring that up. But he, he was one referee who would uh, manage the game and, and not look for little nitpicking indiscretions. Oh, no, he wouldn't see stuff. No, you're right there. He, yeah, he, missed he, just, he just missed stuff altogether and, yeah, that, that affected the game anyway. Right, I'm, I'm so sorry. We don't, we don't want to go. I'm so sorry. No, that's a bad that. example. Yeah, okay, but but I, I understand your point that you're saying yeah, yeah. let the game flow. I mean, it's just being over-officiated at the moment. That's the problem. It's being over-officiated. And what's next? Are they going to start looking at scrums and picking up second-row feeds and everything? Let's hope it doesn't get to that oh. point. Oh, no, they can't be doing that. They haven't done that for 30 years. All right. Uh, well, they might now. Their scrum wins against the feed. Imagine they, they pick you up for a second-row feed. <laughs> been second-row feeds for the last three generations of players. Oh, dear. Fend at the end time, Jimmy. Um, while I'm on a bit of a roll with some whinging, can we please bring in a trade window? This, this is really bugging me. I'm sick of reading about Caelan Ponga and Payne Haas, about where they're going in two years' time, whatever, yeah. next year. 
it's it's it takes away from the game this constant speculation. There's a school of thought that oh, any publicity is good publicity. Not really, because as opposed to say AFL, where they just focus purely about talking on the game and then they deal with trades at the end of the year, mm. we're always bogged down in oh, mm. what's what's Callum Ponga going to do? Mm. Oh, he met with Bennett and all this business, mm. and oh, they pulled the offer. It's just so distracting, and it must be really hard for the Knights and the Broncos to see their marquee players uh, hawking themselves around to other clubs mid-season on the yeah. back of four straight losses. Yeah, yeah, If I'm playing with the Knights and we're playing with Caleb Ponga and I turn up for the game and I've heard that the Knights have pulled the, the deal off the table that they'd offered him you know, for three years and we're playing today, I'm going, well, what's going on? Like, is your head on footy or, or not on footy? Like, like that, that has an effect on the team. Uh, once the players know about it, like, but yeah, full credit to Caelan Ponga. He, he played a great mm. game on the weekend. Didn't affect him, but I reckon it's you're right. It does affect the team. It does affect the players, and that window of opportunity towards the the back end of the year. That's when it should be. Not not during not during our prime rugby league season. You know, between March and through to August. No, that that's footy. We just want to talk footy all the way through. Exactly. Uh, enough's enough. NRL. It is time to act. Let's bring in that trade window, and it gets you. It gives. Us more time to talk league in October, November, as the AFL does with their trade yeah, window. It's, yeah. it's a good thing. It's it's instead of having to talk about I don't know state cricket, yeah. we can talk about then Adam, who are the Tigers signing and it, it's been there for thirty or it's been there for forty odd years, yeah, but, and they've done yeah, nothing about yeah. it. So why haven't they done something about it? They really need to, because, know, yeah, pull because, their finger out and do something. It's because of that belief that oh, it's good publicity. Everyone's talking well, about it, but that's the wrong type of talk. Yeah. We should be talking about Tigers, Eels, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it's distracting. Yeah. So come on, Pete, let's sort it out. All right, that is, uh, that's the fan. That was a tough one for me initially to get through. Um, happy but we got, we got there. Yeah, happy Easter. <laughs> happy you had a great weekend. Hope you didn't eat too had much a, chocolate. Great but, Easter. Um, the Tigers got up. It doesn't get any better than that on it. Easter Monday. The Tigers are back. Uh, thanks for listening to the fan. Spread the word. Subscribe. Tell your friends, your enemies, <laughs> mum and dad, whatever. <laughs> to tune into the fan because we will be back next week. Yeah, thank Uh, you. And uh, we'll talk then. Enjoy the footy.